0: Welcome to Wellness Wednesdays with me, Recovery Ray, brought to you by Balance Period. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. I know I sure did. Taking time to reflect on my 50k journey and offering up the key takeaways that I got from my experience. I'm letting you know now that they're they've continued to evolve since last week. So I'm gonna have to dedicate whether it's a full episode or just probably create some just custom content around and post it on this platform for you all to see. Just around things that I'm continuing to glean from my experience. I feel like this will probably be a trend for the foreseeable future. So I'll be sure to continue to update you on those things as they continue to solidify through my continuous reflection of the last like six months of my life. And I know, you know, today's Wednesday, so in a couple of days here on Friday, I'll be actually turning thirty. So I feel like this is, there'll, there'll be a lot more that comes out of of that, that last six months as I get closer to and shortly after I would say my birthday. So looking forward to celebrating, you know, this, this next milestone of my life. And I'm grateful that I've been able to enter it with intention by completing that race a couple of weeks ago. So for this week though, we're getting back to regular scheduled programming So I am going to go through the normal process. I'll do the mindful moment as usual, mindful reflection question. We'll do the check-in. Today's check-in is going to be focused on my WHOOP performance assessment from last month. So we're going to talk through some of the changes and adjustments for my last month of training and also talk about some of the projections of what I think my data will look like this time next month when we do the the next reflection on on June's data. So looking forward to that too. Then the sustainable self-care system updates. I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things I'm doing now to continue to increase my body's ability to heal and recover from the sleep that I get. And then finally, we'll do the resource for the week, which is the article, and it came from Very Well. And this week's article is all about self-efficacy, which is the first step of the Balance Blueprint. So I'll be definitely touching base on what the Balance Blueprint is but then also just highlighting what self-efficacy is, why it's important, and also some of the ways that we can cultivate it. So if you are live with me, feel free to put in the chat anything that comes to mind throughout this journey, ask me any questions, make any comments. I am here to to interact with you for the rest of the time that we're here together, probably for the next 30 minutes or so. All right, let's get to today's mindful moment. I will say I got an opportunity today to guide a group or a couple groups of K through fifth graders through mindfulness practices. And we touched on four main ways of practicing mindfulness. We did a breathing practice, so just straight breathing. We also did the five senses, which we've done on the show before. And then we did a movement practice, and then we did a body scan. So I'm grateful that I'm getting opportunities to do things like that, to interact with literally our future. I was sitting there today like, these are literally our future. Like these individuals will grow up to be people to make decisions about how this world will run and operate. They'll be innovative. They'll be creative, right? They'll contribute to what the world looks like, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the line. So it's, I'm grateful that I'm getting the opportunity to just have a small impact. They might not remember everything that we talked about today, but I'm hoping that something stuck our conversation. So let's go ahead and prepare for our mindful moment. So for today, we're going to just do five deep breaths together. At the end of the fifth breath, we're just going to sit in stillness and just notice what we can experience in the present moment. And then after that, we'll continue on with the show. So remember, our posture is important. We want to sit upright, yet relaxed. We're going to count this down three, two, one. And we'll get started. Inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. Make your exhale longer than your inhale to help calm down your central nervous system if you may be feeling it's activated right
1: now. All right. Three, two, one. Take the first deep breath. And another. another, and one more, allow your breathing to return to its normal pattern. Now notice any contact that your body is making to the surface beneath you.
0: Really feel the support that that surface is providing.
1: Any stress, any
0: tightness or tension that you may feel anywhere throughout your body, I want you to
1: allow yourself to relax on your next exhale. Now imagine that
0: the thoughts that are in your mind are like clouds in the sky. I want you just to notice those thoughts, observe those thoughts, and allow them to pass just as clouds would. Of your mind. Mom- wandered from this practice, that's okay. Just gently and kindly bring your awareness
1: back to the sensations you feel as you inhale and exhale. If your eyes are closed, just slowly begin to blink them open. Welcome back. So I incorporated
0: that just brief visualization into our mindful moment today. I actually pulled it from one of the exercises I did with the kids today. It was having them imagine their thoughts as clouds, just lying, just watching those clouds as by in the sky. We've talked about this before. We've done that practice on this platform before. And it's just a fantastic way to redefine the relationship we have with our thinking to know that we are not our thoughts, but we are the observer of our thoughts. And we get an opportunity to decide on which thoughts we choose to engage with, ones that we choose to believe, that we choose to invest energy in. And for us, we get to decide whether those thoughts are in alignment with our values and goals or not. Then we get to decide whether we'll invest in them or not, which is powerful. So, thank you for joining me in today's mindful moment. Remember to prioritize time throughout your day to pause, to breathe, to fully immerse yourself in the present moment. And as I mentioned quite often, a way that you can do that is by just setting a gentle reminder in your phone. It doesn't have to be loud, it's just a quick vibration. And when that vibration goes off,
1: just pause. Take a few deep breaths and refocus your attention and energy on what matters most to you. All right.
0: Let's go ahead and answer this week's question. So it's the mindful reflection question from the Balance Period newsletter. I talk about this every week. This is our publication. This is our way to contribute to creating generational wellness and providing resources on a consistent basis for you to tap into to keep your mindset, and to keep the habits that you're practicing aligned with optimizing your health, with modeling healthy behaviors, and with sharing your story around the transformations you experience within your well-being. So tap into the Balance Period newsletter. I changed the name of it recently to the Generational Wellness Digest, just because I felt like that was more in alignment with, you know, the purpose that it's serving. So if you go to any link on our social media platforms our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot e forward slash balance period. And the top portion of it, it'll say education and then you'll see our resource library. Uh, once you click on that, you'll see that I changed the name, but you can go to any of our previous volumes. This week was volume one twenty eight, So there's a lot of content that you can choose from. But tap into just the, the resources that we've put out so far and know that not stopping anytime soon, okay? So know that you always have a space that you can return to to provide you with breathing practices, stretching routines, um, reflection questions, affirmations, articles, right? All centered around helping you continue to increase your quality of life. So definitely check that out. The question from last week, so, or this week, I should say, we came out Monday. The question is, what is my first thought when I wake up in the morning? What is my first thought when I wake up in the morning? So these are prompts that you can either just answer the question out loud to yourself. You can write them down. So they're great reflection uh, prompts for you to write in your journals. Um, you can do voice memos in your phone to kind of speak out the answer. But whatever works for you. Uh, I highly recommend you tapping into these weekly. But my answer to this question was the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning my first thought. So let's see. Normally, the first thought is I'm here. I'm alive. And I think that acknowledgement in and of itself is me like appreciating the fact that I'm here and I'm alive. (laughs) And I know you know, from my own unique life experiences, that means something different to me than what it may mean to someone else, right? The fact that I was looking mortality in the face and it sparked in me this just gratitude for being alive. And that is normally the first thing that crosses my mind when I wake up in the morning. The first thought is I'm here and I'm alive. And that kind of then propels me into the rest of what I spend my time thinking about in that buffer that I give myself. So if I haven't, I feel like I've talked about it on this platform before, but I use Loop to wake me up. So it has haptic technology and 4.0s to where I'm able to set a time that I want to wake up and it vibrates with my wrist when that time comes. And so when that vibration happens, I wake up, that first thought crosses my mind and then I kind of use that time to check in with myself. See, like, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I'm refreshed? Do I feel like I probably didn't get that great of sleep the night before? And I use that space just to really tune in with what I'm feeling so that when my actual alarm goes off, which is only five minutes after that vibration goes off, I'm ready to give myself what I need to start my day, whether it's, you know, getting straight out of bed, getting right into mindfulness practice, doing a couple of push-ups, going right to like brushing my teeth and then going out for a walk, whatever it ends up being, that buffer time gives me space to identify what that looks like. But it all starts with thinking about the fact that I'm alive and taking time just to express gratitude for the fact that I'm still here. So that is my answer to this week's Mind for Reflection question. The first thought I have when I wake up in the morning is I'm here and I'm alive. Also, the affirmation for this week, I want to share that too. The affirmation, which is listed on here, but it's says say this either to yourself or aloud. I highly recommend saying affirmations to yourself in the mirror so you can integrate this into just your morning. Because odds are you're going to brush your teeth in the morning. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror at some point. So utilizing a tool like affirmations, which we'll talk about later with self-efficacy, right? It actually contributes to you building self-efficacy fantastic way to integrate that into something that you're already doing and start your day. But the affirmation from this week is I am worthy of love and respect just as I am. I am worthy of love and respect just as I am. You ain't got to do nothing more to get love and respect. You're not required to do anything besides just be who you are, to be here, to be present. That's all you have to do in order to truly deserve love and respect. So if you feel like that's not the case, I highly recommend you take some time to audit why that is and begin to ingrain this new paradigm in your mind. You are enough. You are whole. And in this moment right now, regardless of what's done, Regardless of what's left undone, shout out to Brene Brown and Wholehearted Living. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of respect. So I just wanted to throw that in there. If you hear something going in the background, my dad is cutting grass right now. So that's just, it is what it is today. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice to have a reminder to pause, breathe, and reconnect to the present moment? You can now get yourself a piece of mindful merch. From the Balance Period store that will help you do just that. Each item in our store rocks our logo, which is designed to prompt you to pause, (sighs) observe a deep breath, and remember that you are whole and you are enough. And you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control. As a listener of this podcast, you get free shipping on any order from the Balance Period store. Just use the code podcast at checkout to get your discount. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and get your mindful merch today. That's shop.balanceperiod.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Let's move on to the check in for this week. As I said before, the check in is of my woop data from last month. So, It's the, you know, the report that I get on the first of every month that shows me the data from the month before. I normally use that information to inform my decision making around how I care for myself, my activity levels, all of the things that go into how I invest in my wellness. Normally, this report informs that decision, right? And I do this every month, you know, we've been talking about it. I just wanted to give a brief overview for any individual that may be new to the stream today. All right. So I'm going to share my screen so that you all live can see this. And for those of you that are listening to the replay, know that you just, you got to go to LinkedIn to look at the live in order to see this data, but I'll dictate it just so that you're aware of what it is I'm reviewing. So here is my normal dashboard on Whoop. Shout out to them for the desktop version. Highly recommend you give Whoop a try if you aren't using a wearable device or if you haven't used their device before, you go to join.woop.com forward slash balance period. They actually integrated this new free offer into the, the membership process. So you get like a free trial membership. And you could normally get that by using our link, but now they they've just kind of rephrased it a little bit to let you know that like it's actually free. So you get a free device and a free month of service so that you can try it out. And then after that trial period, you get to decide whether you want to continue using the device and the app um, for an extended period of time or not. So keep that in mind, joint.world.com forward slash balance period. All right, so here is my monthly performance assessment of May. Remember in May, this was my final month of training in the beginning of the month, I was definitely more active. I kind of tapered off in my training leading up to the race. So let's take a look at the restorative sleep side of this report. First and foremost, my sleep performance went up by 2%. That's fantastic to see. I was doing my best to really prepare myself to perform my best during the race. The, my restorative sleep also was up 15 minutes. So that was really just a testament of me being more disciplined with going to bed, waking up at around the same times, but also integrating naps into my routine so that my sleep need wouldn't be as high so that my sleep performance could be higher. Because when you accrue a lot of strain throughout the day, your sleep need is going to increase. So my sleep need was always really high and I was only giving myself the same amount of time to be in bed and my sleep performance technically would have went down over the month. So that's really a testament to the naps that I was incorporating into my routine. All right, as you can see here, this is, uh, as you know, is my sleep need versus what I got. So the sleep need is in green. For me, normally, my sleep need is a little bit higher than the sleep that I get. But I'm interested. I think that this month, we'll start to see that gap close. So there is currently a gap, and it's relatively consistent. But we'll see that gap close because my strain hasn't been nearly as high since the race. I took one whole week off of exercise. Now I'm getting back in it. So I'm running like three times a week. I'll begin to incorporate strength training into my routine. So we'll see how my body continues to adapt. But I've been keeping my sleep need on a relatively lower end, and it's definitely going to be lower than what it was throughout last month. All right, my restorative sleep. restorative sleep, as you saw, was increased by 15 minutes. So, It just shows that I was getting better quality sleep from the sleep that I was getting, which was good. You can see here, you know, my activities were down a little bit. Like I said, I tapered off towards the end of the month. So that was definitely, you know, noticed here in my data here. You can see Mondays and Fridays were normally my rest days for running. So there was really no activity, very low activity. Then the other days, which I normally incorporated running, were a little bit higher. So we'll notice a shift in this. So these numbers will look different this time next month. And I'll definitely be able to highlight and talk about why those shifts happen just based on my activity level throughout the remainder of this month. All right, here's the heat map that kind of shows month over month changes and the year over year changes. So as it relates to my strain, month over month, my strain was lower for the month of May versus the month of April, which as I said before, makes sense. I kind of tapered in my training. Um, year over year, it was up. So I, can, I don't remember what I was doing this time last year or that time last year, but I definitely wasn't getting as high strain. Recovery. My recovery, it looked like stayed the same. Yep, it was consistent. 61% last, uh, in April, 61% in May. So I'm grateful that I was able to keep that consistent so that I was, as I mentioned before, just putting my body in the best position to perform day of the race. And then my sleep performance went up from a 79% to an 80%. So we talked about before that was really predicated upon me keeping my bed and wake times consistent and incorporating naps into my routine. So as you can see here, I think this is going to be the biggest difference that I'll probably notice going into July. So when I review June data, as you can see here, since the... End of January. So, since I, when I started my training program, I have literally been in just about an overreaching state as it relates to like my, my training behavior since then. And there were some times when I dipped down into optimal, but I really wasn't spending any time in the restorative side of my training behavior. So, this month is going to be that for me. I'm giving myself space to work in, in optimal, but then also in that just straight recovery mode. I want to be in a restorative space just to give my body time to just bounce back from the last five or six months of training. So that is what I'm hoping to see a big shift in when we review June's data. Now my HRV, right, went down month over month. So our HRV is our heart rate variability. It is a sign of our body's ability to adapt to strain And it looks like I was getting a little run down, probably. I'm not 100% sure exactly what contributed to that going down, but it was probably, you know, several things. So I'm glad though that, you know, my sleep quality was was higher. I was getting better sleep, but I'm hoping that I'll start to see shifts in my HRV. I will say, just based on me reviewing my data that I've seen this month, my HRV is trending lower. So this might go down next month and then start to shoot it, itself back up. We'll see. And then my resting heart rate went down one beat per minute or 2%. So it was just showing that my, my cardiovascular fitness was improving. Um, not too much changes in that regard for me. So as you can see, even from before starting the race, my resting heart rate was about 57 beats per minute. And by the time I was ending my training, it was a 56. So not too many shifts happened there for me. But still something that I keep track of and just monitor. And here, normally it talks about my training behaviors. So not training behaviors, but what behaviors impact my recovery. And so they took this out of the journal. So we're not going to be able to review it here. But if you follow me on LinkedIn, you will know that I actually made a post yesterday about how blue light blocking glasses have contributed to me getting a 5% increase in my recovery. So I've talked about blue light blocking glasses on this platform before. I got Whoop's pair, shout out to them, and I've been wearing them. That's what initiates my evening routine. So when my reminder goes off to start that routine, I put on those blue light blocking glasses, and for the rest of the night, regardless of what I do, whether I'm on my phone, on computer, watching TV, or just reading or whatever it is, I have those glasses on. So I would recommend integrating that into your routine if you haven't tried doing that. Um, we normally are exposed to a lot of artificial light and that actually inhibits our body's ability to fall and stay asleep. It just, it kind of deactivates the processes that jumpstart us getting prepared to sleep. So it's important to be aware of your artificial light exposure at night and having something like blue light blocking glasses are a great way to kind of counteract that. And then ultimately, right, and on my end at least, I want to get to a point to where now I'm not just wearing the glasses and doing all the things I was doing before, but I'm now wearing the glasses and changing my behaviors in my evening so that it's more conducive for me getting better quality sleep. So just wanted to share that. So that is my check-in for this week. Everything is going well. I'm still feeling good. I'm interested in how my body's going to adapt to integrating more strength training into my routine. I know I'm going to be sore, so I'm going to need to work through that. I'll probably be going to the recovery room, so shout out to them. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm grateful for where I'm at, and I'm looking forward to continuing to rest and recover this month and then you know, get into a more in-depth training program as we enter July. We can only manage what we measure. That's why we partnered with Whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free whoop 4.0 today that's join.woop.com forward slash balance period enjoy the rest of the show all right let's go ahead and go to my sustainable self-care system updates and so right now i would say the last couple of weeks i've been talking about just kind of streamlining the location of the apps that I use on my phone to make sure that I have like a folder on the home screen that has all the apps that I want to check in with. I'm continuing to do that. Other than that, I really haven't made too many adjustments. I've been keeping everything relatively consistent. There are things that I'm working on changing and shifting that I'll talk more about once that actually occurs and I get some results from it. But for now, Everything is just, it's staying consistent. I will say one of the things that I've been doing, being more intentional about, is my social media usage in the mornings. And so I used to wake up and I would check in with Whoop and then I would go to Instagram and put in, you know, or, or make that that post, my story post that's from another account every morning. But now I'm kind of giving myself more of a buffer between when I wake up, when I do all of my other activities and that story post, just so that I'm not consuming social media content first thing in the morning. So that is a bit of an adjustment that I'm making. I'm hoping to continue to keep that consistent and be able to give you any updates on any shifts and changes that I see as it relates to my mental health from doing that. Because I see, I feel like that'll be where the biggest... Impact will be in my mental health from kind of addressing my social media usage first thing in the morning. So that's all I got. I highly recommend you taking time to think about your sustainable self care system as a whole. What's your evening routine, midday routine, morning routine? What are some of the activities that you have in there right now? And are there ways that you can make updates to that routine or any of those routines, right, for yourself? Whether it be taking something out, whether it could be adding something in. It could be a product, it could be an app, it could be a service, whatever it is. Take some time to address that for yourself and yeah, see if there are ways that you can continue to evolve as time progresses. All right, let's finish things out with the article for this week. So this week's article is focused on self-efficacy. As I mentioned before, self-efficacy is the belief we have in our ability to succeed. I'll read a more formalized definition from the article, but that's what we express when we talk about it in the first step of the balance blueprint. So I've talked about it before, but the balance blueprint is balance periods, emotional literacy program. When we're talking about generational wealth, we normally talk about the vehicle to creating that being financial literacy. So when we're talking about generational wellness, the vehicle that we'll use to put ourselves, our minds, right, to create the conditions for ourselves to truly create generational wellness, that's going to be emotional literacy. And that's why we developed a program to help guide individuals through the process of creating that. So the first step is B, which stands for belief, if you didn't catch it before, the word balance, each letter of the word balance is a step. And, you know, the word goes with the competency. We can break that down at some other time. But the D stands for belief and the focus is self-efficacy, which is the belief we have in our ability to succeed. And so in this article, it talks about, as I said, let me go ahead and read the definition that it, uh, that it offers. So Albert Bandura, it is the individual that did research on this and that came up with the various different ways that we can cultivate it. But it's the belief in one's capabilities to organize and execute the courses of action required to manage respective situations. So, like I said before, to really boil that down, the belief we have in our ability to succeed. And when it talks about the role of self-efficacy... In our experience, right, as we're pursuing our purpose, our goals, right? And in this case, as we're looking to create generational wellness, it helps us to develop a deeper interest in the activities that we're looking to participate in. So now we're more interested in our well being. We're more interested in modeling healthier behaviors and sharing our story, right? These aspects of generational wellness. We form a stronger sense of commitment to those interests and activities. So you, look through the rest of the balance blueprint, one of the steps is consistency and the focus is self-discipline. So now that we have this belief in our ability to succeed, we're more committed to doing these activities, right? We're more committed to modeling these behaviors and sharing our stories, which is powerful. It also helps us recover quickly from setbacks and other disappointments that we may experience along our journey. We're naturally going to be met with resistance as we're making these behavior changes to be healthier and to be happier. And so for us to instantly be more resilient just based on the belief we have in our ability to succeed, it is huge, it's powerful. And then finally, right, we're able to view challenging problems as tasks to be mastered. So we're not looking at challenges as, oh, we got to turn around, we're done, we're giving up. It's like, no, this is something now that I get to learn more about. I get to develop a new skill. I get to overcome this and to be a better person on the other side, which is huge. And so when we think about you know poor self-efficacy or low self-efficacy, here are some of the traits. We avoid challenging tasks. We believe that difficult tasks and situations are beyond our capabilities. We focus on personal failure and just negative outcomes that we may experience. And then we quickly lose confidence in our personal abilities when things get tough. So if you find that that may be something that you experience, it's okay. But continue to listen and learn about various ways that you can cultivate greater levels of self-efficacy. All right. So in this article too, which I highly recommend you read, it talks about self-efficacy versus self-esteem versus self-confidence. It also talks about how does self-efficacy develop. And these are from uh, Albert Bandura's studies. So he found that mastery of experiences which we have an exercise in the balance blueprint that highlights this. So you've accomplished these things before, you have executed on success, right? There's things that you have done, and you actually highlight those things and you honor yourself for those. And that helps to continue to cultivate and to build self efficacy. Social modeling. And this is huge, right? Because it's also directly tied to generational wellness by you believing your ability to succeed and demonstrating that, that is something that you're also able to pass down to not only the next generation of your family, but also to other spheres of influence that you have, which is huge. Uh, social persuasion. And so this is, and actually this, I don't know if this, if this is new, this might just have been updated, but it said that uh, people could be persuaded to believe that they have skills and capabilities to succeed. And I feel like this is definitely tied to storytelling, because if I tell a story to you that leads you to believe that you can accomplish something similar to what I accomplished with the same thing, I've now persuaded you to believe in your ability to succeed. And that's for the betterment, for the empowerment, for the enrichment of our families and our communities, which is, is huge. So those are just some of the you know, the ways to develop self-efficacy. And we're going to talk about here some, some practices that we can incorporate into our routines. So here's how we build it. So first, celebrate your successes. I talked about before, right? There are things in life that we have demonstrated discipline with and that we have been consistent in order to develop. Celebrate your successes. Stop comparing yourself to where you are on your journey to where someone else is and belittling accomplishments that you have made up until this point. Celebrate your success. Observe others. This isn't in a way to compare yourself to other people, but just observe how they move. I love the fact that they use the word observe because I think that also creates the conditions for us not to compare ourselves to other people. I think now we can insert mindfulness into this process because observation done mindfully now you're in a position to where you're paying attention to what someone else is doing and you're doing it with intention, right? The intention to learn, curiosity. You're just, you're just curious about how they're moving, how they're operating, how they've accomplished what they've, what they've accomplished. And then you're doing it with compassion. You're not doing it in the spirit of competition or comparison. You're doing it with compassion. And so observe other people's journey. And that can be a way that you... Increase your level of self-efficacy. Seek positive affirmations. And this isn't just seeking it from other people, but it's creating them for yourself. We talked about an affirmation to start this show. Integrating that into your routine, reprogramming your mind to be skewed more to believing in yourself rather than doubting yourself or condemning yourself for these setbacks or disappointments that you may experience along your journey. And then finally, pay attention to your thoughts and your emotions. If you are investing your time and energy into thoughts that are aligned with self-doubt or these self-deprecating thoughts, it's the complete opposite of what you're looking for if you're trying to create or I should say increase your level of self-efficacy. So doing practices like we did today for the mindful moment, observing your thoughts from a bit of a different perspective, right? Engaging in a mindfulness practice in and of itself. It's a fantastic way to help you gain a deeper understanding of your thought patterns and of the emotions that you're experiencing, not just of what they are, but how you respond to them and the impact that that has on your belief and your ability to succeed and just your overall quality of life. So This was an article from VeryWell. Highly recommend you check it out. Remember, if you go to any link in our social media platform, our link tree, dot e forward slash balance period, go to our resource library. There in volume 128, you'll have a link to this article. So that is it. That's all I got for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in. A couple things that I want to leave you all with. The first, remember to invest in your wellness because you are worth the investment. Continue to learn, continue to grow and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. Remember, all you have to do in order to get the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. So thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Balance Period Podcast, well, technically it's Wellness Wednesdays, um, brought to you by the Balance Period Podcast, but I look forward to seeing you same time, same place, this time next week. Peace.